1: Good morning. This is uh, Mornings with Radio Maria England, and um, I'm very privileged and um, happy to have uh, a member of the uh, Mary's Meals team with us. This is Anna Houghton, and um, it's lovely to have you with us this morning, Anna.
2: Hello. Good morning. Thank you for having me on.
1: And um, you are the support, Supporter Engagement Officer. Tell us what that, um, exactly what that means.
2: So um, there are a group of us who are supporter engagement officers across the United Kingdom and what we do is we are there to look after um, all our supporters and our volunteers to help recruit volunteers and to share our mission with people um, across the UK um, to tell them the story of the charity and see if they would like to get involved with us. Lovely. And
1: today you're going to be talking to us about an initiative called um... May Parade in May um so I wondered that's correct Yes, yes very exciting um and so I wondered if you could just give us a little bit of an outline of what Mary's Meals is first of all for those who have been living in a hole for (laughs) the last 15 years or so Um,
2: no problem that'd be that'd be great um yeah so um we we started back actually right back in 1992 um, with a, a, as another charity that became known as Scottish International mm-hmm. Relief, and um, two brothers, Magnus and Fergus McFarlane Barrow, were having a drink together after work, they were both fish farmers, and they started talking about the conflict that was happening in Bosnia, um, very like what we're seeing in the Ukraine at the moment. And they wanted to do something about it, they'd previously visited Bosnia, they'd been on pilgrimage to Medjugorje, and they really felt compelled to help. So. They asked their local friends and family and neighbours if they could make donations of aid that they could then take over and less than three weeks after that conversation they were part of an aid convoy that headed over to Bosnia, delivered the aid and came back thinking they'd done their good deed but God clearly had other plans because when they got back their dad's shed that had held all the donations was full again from floor to ceiling with more aid that had come in. So Magnus took a real leap of faith and he decided to take it. A year out of his job and to um sort of give give up his house as well. And said he would carry on delivering this aid for as long as it was needed um, that year. It turned out to be the longest gap year ever because he's never actually gone back to being a fish farmer. Right. Um, and so for the next 10 years, he was delivering this emergency aid. And in 2002, um, he found himself in Malawi where there was a horrendous famine taking place. And he met a lovely lady called Emma and her six children. Emma was a, a very young widow. She'd sadly lost her husband the previous year and was obviously very concerned about uh, her children and Magnus was just trying to get to know the family a little bit um, and he asked Edward who was the oldest child he was 14 at the time what his hopes for the future were and Edward simply replied I'd like to have enough food to eat and I'd like to go to school one day and of course this had a profound effect on on Magnus and led to the start of Mary's Meals so in 2002 we started feeding um, just 200 children in a school in Malawi and we are now feeding over 2.4 million children and we're doing this in 18 countries across the world and of course we're called Mary's Meals named after the mother of Jesus who herself of course brought her own child up in poverty. Hmm.
1: Well I was about to ask you about that connection with Mary and obviously the uh, inspiration from Major Gorio is very important yeah. in in the beginning of this.
2: Definitely, I mean, Magnus has a, a a great devotion to to Our Lady, and um, you know, it's it's something that's at the very heart of of us, um, as as a charity that, you know, we were founded on prayer. Um, we work with people of all faiths and no faith, but we are very much rooted in prayer mm. and and that connection there.
1: Well, one thing which um I didn't know was uh, this this sort of transition from fish farming to yeah. the charity fish farming I mean is that actually uh, a kind of um, fishing industry I um,
2: I it, yeah it, I think it's very much like being a sheep farmer or yeah. a cow farmer um, yes um, so Mali, where they are is is, is a, a place of you know great beauty and 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 you know great great water um, beds where these things can happen um so yes and um i think it had been a a sort of tradition through the family as well a little bit but um yes um the highlands of scotland are absolutely gorgeous and and a great place for that but he was clearly called to do something else Hmm.
1: it sounds very much like uh you know it has the resonance of what happened to the apostles Innes.
2: absolutely absolutely Innes. And we very much keep our our roots up in del mali the shed that held those original donations is still our global headquarters right. magnus still has his his office at the back of that shed and um you know i think that's a great reminder to us of, of the work that we do and right. where we came from
1: so not the first time that um fishermen have been called to...
2: Absolutely. Things. <laughs> Most definitely.
1: <laughs> That's wonderful. Um, and today you're going to tell us a little bit about what this initiative Pray in May is. So I'm going to yeah. allow you to, to do a bit of that.
2: Thank you. Um, some some of the listeners may well have heard of this. We're hoping that they have. Um, but since obviously those humble beginnings, um, we've been built on a foundation of prayer and the, what Magnus talks about as our little acts of love um, from those who support us. Um, But throughout the month of May, we've been inviting people to pray with us that our work continues to flourish and grow and that more children will see their lives transformed by receiving these nutritious school meals that we are feeding every day. because we know that those meals make a life changing difference. So our work is built on the power of prayer, as I said, and as a result, we continually see God's love and provision in in incredible ways. So during the month of May, people are being asked to perhaps hold a prayer time of reflection or a holy hour for Mary's Meals mission. Um, We're inviting um, people to share the Mary's Meals story and do this perhaps in their place of worship um, or simply with friends and family, encouraging people, children and local schools to pray for our mission and then joining our global family to pray for Mary's Meals. Our online rosary is a regular opportunity to join with others from around the world in a time of prayer, regardless of faith or tradition and beliefs. Um, so that it, it really is a time for us to ask people to to really focus in on that with May it being the month of Mary um, and obviously with the the name that we are so lucky to have that um, people, you know, join this movement and, and get involved.
1: That's wonderful. Tell me about some of the resources that you would recommend people using um, in terms of structuring these, these prayer um, initiatives.
2: So on our website, if you go to our website, we actually have a page um, with lots of different prayers. There are prayers for children, prayers for adults. There are um, resources on there if people wish to just include a prayer um, at mass or if they there are some um, stories from some of our um, um, people who are in our feeding programmes, so they're able to go on there and use those stories to focus in on the work that's really happening um, and, you know, there's also obviously um, a sort of structures there for including the even simple things um, on the newsletter if people want to share that with with other people, um, with with one of those prayers. So there's lots of different ways people can approach it really. It's, it's how, as a community or as an individual, um, you feel that that would work best for you. Mm
1: and i suppose it's it's very easy as well just to in one's uh, usual prayers you know if you're going to mass to um to use some of that time to offer for the intentions of Mary's meals or and and I, it's something that we could do today on radio maria we have our rosaries um so i'll i'll remember you today when we have our
2: thank you happy I've been visiting a lot of schools recently, and and talking to the children there. Um, a lot of them, obviously, making their first Holy Communion at the moment, which is lovely. And talking to them about how, in our everyday lives, there are moments where we can just be still and be quiet and focus on that. And some of the schools are even using it as an opportunity when they say grace before meals mm-hmm. to be able to recognise, you know, um, the the fact that there is food there um, for them, and that perhaps there are other children in the world that that. Aren't in in a, you know that privileged position because obviously it's World Hunger Day on Sunday and mm. perhaps this is an opportunity for for us all to think about the children and communities across the world who are going hungry every day and we'd like to think that you know Mary's Meals amongst others is a beacon of hope for those communities suffering from issues such as conflict, climate change, and obviously the cost of living crisis that's mm. affecting so many across the world at the moment.
1: Yeah you know often when um we pray for, uh, before a meal I, some people add on that little um to the normal sort of catholic prayers the uh, the line and give your bread to those who are hungry today and i think there's a danger of this becoming a very sort of um dismissive way of 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 you pray it and then you forget about it but absolutely initiatives like like Mary's meals really put these issues um into into concrete reality for for people, and they they remind us that there are people all over the world that um, a daily meal is a, a big deal, you know. <laughs>
2: It's like it is literally life changing. I mean, we're seeing numbers in the schools increase. We're seeing you know attendance increase um, because if a child has a choice of going to a school where they're going to be fed and a choice of a school where they aren't going to be fed, they are going to choose mm. the school where they'll be fed, and that will give them that that energy um, to to learn and to play and to be the children that they should should be. But also that hope for the future that Edward you know didn't have, which is that they can go on rather than you know say. In their hope is that they can go to school one day. Their hope is that they can become, you know, the doctors or the teachers or whatever it is they want to do mm-hmm. and help lift their communities out of poverty.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I'm sure the teachers are also, I, I used to be a school teacher and I, I know mm-hmm. that hungry children don't, um, pay attention in class?
2: <laughs> not at all, not at all. They are, they're tired and, you know, I love the way the word hangry has become an yes, accepted word so true, in the English yeah. language. Oh, um, well. But yeah, most definitely. Um, and, and I think, you know, that's one of the things we talk very much in the schools we go into about how would you feel if you'd not been able to, to get lunch today? And it mm-hmm. would be difficult to to be able to access that education and that education is what's going to break the cycle of poverty because those children will be the individuals that lift their communities um, out of that situation and come become the people and already are becoming the people um, over the last twenty years who are able to look after the people um, you know where they live and um, help make that you know such a. a, a a more positive place for them. And, you know, we have a, um, we rely very much on volunteers. And in, in Malawi alone, we have 80,000 volunteers. And most of those are the mums of the children who go to school. They come along and they cook and serve the food because mm. they know that's going to give their children a much, much brighter future.
1: That's wonderful. We're going to talk about this a little bit more after a short music break. And I'd, okay. I'd like to hear a bit about some of the projects um, the yep. recent projects and some things that, some stories that have um, inspired you in particular. Yep. Um, so we'll be right back after after this music break. You're listening to um, Mornings with Radio Maria. It's when I hear you say, don't hang your head when you get lonely. But no, I'll never leave your side. This is Mornings with Radio Maria and we have been speaking to Anna Houghton from the um, wonderful charity Mary's Meals, whom we often have here on Radio Maria and she's been telling us about the Pray in May initiative, haven't you Anna?
2: I have indeed, I have um, just a a great opportunity during the the month of May that we dedicate to Mary to um, offer those prayers for so many across the world who Mm. not just are receiving school meals but obviously there are 67 million children still out of school because there's nothing there for them to eat so you know it's a a, a wonderful chance to be able to to really focus on that.
1: And um, before we went to the break I said that we were going to talk a little bit about some of the projects that um, might be just sort of standing out to you in your mind at the moment so you go for that.
2: Definitely. Um, One of the things that really has resonated with me recently is um, uh, one of our feeding programmes is in Kenya. And towards the end of last year, we actually were able to expand our programme in Kenya. So we're now feeding an additional 60,000 children in primary schools in the drought ravaged area of Turkana in Northern Kenya. Um, The introduction of school meals is obviously a lifeline for children in that area. And it's an area that's still experiencing its worst droughts in 40 years after four failed rainy seasons and really low yield harvests so we've been feeding very young children at early childhood development and education ken- centers in Kenya since 2005 but now having been able to work in close consultation with the Kenyan Ministry of Education and with the local community because we would never just turn up and tell someone we're doing something we off- we go in and we will work very closely with those people because it's their community and they have to be able to run this program we'll give them the tools we'll give them the training but it's very much about they have to own this so we're just delighted we've been able to expand to now feed children in primary schools and um you know to to bring that hope to that area where um so many are suffering so much um, so that's that 's been a, a real um i think for me a real highlight mm. in the, in the last twelve months um and we 've also had an initiative recently as well if we bring it back to to the the work that 's going on in this country, is, um we 've just recently finished um, something called from Mali to Malawi, which was very much about um, asking people in April to sign up for an active challenge to either walk run swim or cycle, and cover the distance from Dal mali where the shed is where our story first started in the highlands of scotland and to malawi where we fed those very first um 200 children and supportive supporters have collectively clocked up over thirty-one thousand miles which completely eclipsed our seven thousand mile target it was incredible (laughs) um and it's i think it's really helped people because they've got out and about and they've enjoyed it and they've shared their stories with us um but it's been a fabulous opportunity for people to really focus in on the story that you know know, is there and, and be able to be a part um, of what we're doing. So um, two very, very different sort of things that have gone on recently, but absolutely um, just, you know, blew my mind, really. Um, and and just so grateful to the people that have been able to make that happen. Mm-hmm.
1: It does seem to me like Mary's Meals is the kind of charity where um, it doesn't take a long time for people who hear about it and um, encounter it. To understand its mission and to take it heart, you
2: know? absolutely, absolutely. I, I'm, I, you know, speak regularly in churches and, and in schools and other places, and, and um, you know, it's a very simple story to tell, mm-hmm. but people are are really sort of caught up in it and taken up, up in it, and, um, you know, that it, it's so sort of it's it's humbling really to be able to see that people want to be able to get involved and want to be able to to give whatever they can and we talk very much about people giving their time and their skills it's about people being involved you know especially like we say around our pray and in may initiative about having you know the opportunity because people um you know whatever their situation wherever they are are able to to get to get on board with that and to be able to understand as well the impact that this has this very simple idea um of of food and education um but that really is life-changing um and so you know we we are blessed so much by the people who are involved and like i say not just in in this country but in in abroad as well there's a a wonderful lady called that we call grandma alice who is in zambia and she is a, a a lady who looks after her uh, her own family. She has um, six grandchildren, she has five children, and she still finds time to go um, and then volunteer in the local school wow. and be involved in, um, you know, Giving, um helping prepare and serve the food so that you know her children as she says aren't coming to her to ask for money for food they are there she knows they're safe she knows they're getting an education and you know they're able to stay active and be in class and for her that you know is is wonderful because she knows that her her you know family are going to have that that great opportunity in life and um but she's just amazing that you know she walks to the school every day anyone who's involved in that program there um the agreement in their local communities that they carry a log of wood to use to chop up to be able to yeah. build the fire to cook the food um and she you know is is to me an incredible um, person um who's doing something again with what little she has but is making a life-changing difference to so many
1: that's wonderful um i don't know if you have these sort of figures at your, at your fingertips but i was wondering um Sort of how broad is the, um, is, in terms of countries that are reached by by Mary's Meals?
2: So we feed in 18 countries across the mm-hmm. world. Um, so um, we know we're in, in, in parts of Africa. We are um, in parts of Asia, which we feed in in lots of different places in different circumstances, really. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it's been great. The latest country that we've, we've been able to feed in is Yemen, which has been mm. wonderful because that's yeah. been obviously a very troubled place. And it's been difficult to get into but we are working with an incredible partner on the ground there and um, you know we're we're loving the fact that we are able to keep this promise to these 2.4 million children in those different you know 18 different countries and a huge part of that is these this a prayer initiative and that people are mm-hmm. you know we know there's something bigger than us at work here yeah. um, we're just the you know the workers in the field um, um and we're doing our very best but we're very much you know um know that, that there is even when things feel really difficult in the middle of you know this cost of living crisis that there is a, a greater a greater person there who is guiding us and looking after us and you know we are able to keep this promise and those prayers during may apps and the rest of the year are absolutely yeah. vital um to the work that we're doing
1: that's great no it's incredibly inspiring um and um it's been wonderful just to to focus in on some of these some of these things um is there a particular story that maybe sticks out to you from either recently or that that you like to share something that's moved you um
2: Um, i mean i i think that there are some incredible case studies from across the world from the children that we feed and that you hear about um and um i think one that sticks with me Hugely at the moment, and um, it's actually the full story is is on our website on the pray in May page. But there's mm-hmm. a a young man um, in Malawi called Ulemu who is is 15 years old, but he only actually was able to start going to school two years ago because wow. there wasn't food there, mm-hmm. and yet. Um, rather than, you know, just not bothering, rather than, um, you know, feeling embarrassed about the fact that he's quite a lot older than the other children he's learning with, he is turning up every day and he is working so hard. He's learning Mm -hmm. to read, he's learning to write because he wants to be a teacher. And (laughs) what I love about that is that, you know, he's no different from the children in the schools in this country. Um, He's just having a little bit more of a, a difficult start in life, but he has that determination and that drive and he knows that when he comes to school... Not only is he going to be able to 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 learn and to have that education, but he's going to get fed, and he's going to be able to, you know, have that energy. and And I just think, for you know, a fifteen year old, and um, to to make that decision and to have that drive is absolutely incredible.
1: That's wonderful, thank you. So, if you've just started listening, this has been Mornings with Radio Maria with me, Tim, and with Anna Harton from Mary's Meals, and she's been encouraging us to pray. Um in the month of may for um for mary's meals and for all the people that they work with and um so whatever it is that you do today in your prayer time, if it's a rosary a divine mercy chaplet which you can pray with us um we do that at various times throughout the day. Do remember mary's meals um in your prayers and um dedicate a little bit more time to to that and there's lots of really wonderful ways that you can do that. Um, Anna has been telling us about that. Uh, there's there's different structures and and um, resources available on the website, which um, the Mary's Meals website. Before we go, I I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit. I was wondering if you okay. could could say a prayer for for us um, before we. we... I,
2: I'd be absolutely delighted to. Thank you. Um, so. As we find ourselves in God's presence, we ask the Lord to guide us, to be with us, to walk with us, whatever our circumstances. We ask him to support those across the world who are struggling in circumstances where they perhaps cannot feed their own children or feed themselves, both here and abroad. And we ask the intercession of Our Lady, Mother of us all, to be with us each and every day. And we ask God's blessing on everyone who is doing all they can to support people as they walk through the difficult path of life. Amen.
1: Amen. Thank you so much, Anna. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for having me on. Thank
2: you. Have a great day.
1: You too. God bless. Bye -bye.
2: Bye bye.
0: This was a Radio Maria podcast. If you enjoyed it, do please click like and subscribe on your podcast provider or leave us a review. Every bit of feedback helps increase our visibility and allows us to reach more people with the message of Christ's saving truth. And if you don't already, you can listen to Radio Maria live either online or on DAB in selected regions of the UK. We'd love for you to call in live and be part of the conversation. See our website, radiomariaengland.uk, for more details and a full schedule of programs. And do please consider making a donation so that we can keep making more programs like this. We are completely dependent upon the generosity of our listeners.